Skatchel. Ominous. Don't call it a comeback. Welcome back to uh, We Have No Cares, we've been away for a while. Uh, I'm like, oh hey, I'm looking around at some very joyous and happy faces here. We've got... Robert Borthwick, hi. And we've got... Craig Cairns. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward today, listeners. Like, I, uh, for various boring reasons, I missed the uh, the game against St Johnson yesterday, but I did my best, uh, likely lads, and I've not seen the result. I've, I've kept away from it, and I'm going to find all about it between you guys. So, uh, it was a good game, right? Robert Gary Walk. No. Right, well, that's, that's going to be a fun thing to get to, but we've got a couple of fixtures to, to get to first before yeah. we uh, move on to what I'm, I'm sure was a fantastic victory and a great performance yeah. against St Johnston. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? yeah. yeah. Gary Locke was there. Yeah. Gary Locke, remember him? No. No, nope. that's not ringing a bell. Not cool. No. Um, so, the uh, the first game that uh, we, we must cover, that we must uh, explore, was Heart of Midlothian 1, Partick Thistle 0. Uh, anything remarkable happen in this game? Anything I, that you want to The defence is solid at the moment. It's not getting breached anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's certainly something to take forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just don't look like losing any goals. Um, especially from set pieces, we just look incredibly strong. Just yeah. Very, very organised. Really yeah. great, yeah. Uh, actually, I have to admit, I wasn't at the Thistle game because I was working. Um, first home game I've missed in roughly two and a half years. I wasn't upset about it, nope. No, no, no I can tell. Definitely yeah. not, no. Yeah. Well, um, on the pitch, it was uh, notable for uh, being the debut of the the four two three one formation. Not well, not the debut. We've always played like that before, but um, trying something out with uh, both Walker and Nicholson playing on the wings and Jim as a second striker off of Juanma, and uh, it looked very very solid, very uh, good going forward. It was uh, it was quite quite fun and exciting in that part of the game, wasn't it, Craig? Well, yeah, that's the that's probably. Squeezing our, all our best attacking players onto the pitch at once, I'd say yes. And um, we're not playing a front two because it's not very often that you get to see Nicholson and Walker on the pitch at the same time. So yeah, that's definitely uh, the, the, the formation for that. I'd say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, because if you just play a, a straight four four two with say a, a Riley or a or a Dowdo off one, it gets a gets a bit thin. Or when midfield. he when he plays two strikers, he tends to play three central midfielders and a winger rather than. Yeah. Two wingers and two central midfielders. Well, yeah. and certainly that's been the, the recent theme after experiments with two wingers uh, certainly didn't work out earlier on in the season. Yes. But yeah, it was fun. And like you say, we were very, very solid. Uh, Suter continuing his great form. Yep, yep. He's, he's just he's a breath of fresh air. Doesn't he looks really strong from set pieces? Um, you know, just <laughs> just won't let the ball bounce in the area. Won't let his man get his run on him. Just yeah, just really strong. Just yeah, very strong. mature and competent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely though, I I fucking love him. I think he's tremendous and he's going to be a wonderful player for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think his uh, progression's definitely been accelerated. He was thrown into the team when needs must up at Ross County, uh, when there was nobody else available, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure Nielsen wanted to give him a run of games, but I didn't think he, when he signed him, he thought it would be this soon. And uh, yeah, he's he was part of a he's part of a team that was it five clean sheets in six matches. I think we got in the league or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and recently, we just got a stretch of four clean sheets. We did that for the second time this season. I think we're the only team in the league to to go two 
two four game stretches with clean sheets. Yeah. That's that's a difficult stat to follow. But I'm glad you <laughs> I'm glad you introduced it. But um, yeah, so Soapy Soapy's the man. Um, you, you see Is that his nickname, Soapy Suter. Yeah, really. Yeah, apparently, I don't know. You, you you don't know where it comes from, do you? Chris? I don't know. It's the Suter Willie. There's a uh, kind of one of his okay. mates is called Soapy Suter. Jesus Christ! What are they teaching you kids? What's his brother called? Days? His brother. <laughs> What's his brother's nickname? Does he have one? No, he's just Harry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He'll Lurch. definitely be Soapy as well. Anyone I've ever met with the surname Souter is called Soapy <laughs> There's, it's, it's an immutable law of being Scottish. Yeah. Um, well, talking about that defence, the young defence, uh, we, we were missing Patterson, cruelly robbed from us in the Kilmarnock game, but uh, Liam Smith had another excellent game against Partick. Yeah, he's just that, that youthful exuberance, that enthusiasm that you love seeing really from young players coming in. He doesn't play with any fear. He actually plays with a lot of confidence in what he's doing. Um, incredibly solid defensively. Is the attacking part of his game needs to improve a wee bit, um, but I'm sure he's probably been told, you know, focus on a defending. You are a defender. As you get more and more into the first team, then you can look at supporting wingers and stuff like that. But you know, it's a little harsh. I mean, he's got great technique. Oh no, he no, gets I'm, forward I'm, when he can. I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't do it. I'm just saying that you know he doesn't offer what Patterson does. Ah, well, essentially, no. you know, who does though? Well, I know, I know, but it's... who else can be a rampaging pirate of athletic glory? <laughs> not Liam Smith, apparently. Not no, yet. no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, he's he's incredibly promising, and uh, as we run a form, as we um, uh, run of first team games, has got him into the Scotland Under Twenty One squad as well. Yeah. Um, which is which is great for I'm the club. I'm shocked that he wasn't there before. Uh, to be honest, he's only ever played one game at under 19s for Scotland. How very odd. I know. Uh, considering he was captain of our under 20s, um, but yeah, he's he looks like a very good player, and it, it's kind of it's made me feel a lot better about when Patterson does inevitably leave because mm. it looks like we've got a guy who's ready to just come in at first team level and do a job, not just do a job but play well. And similar to uh, to Suter, just looks very calm and uh, like you know he doesn't look nervous at all back there. Yeah, and makes mature mature decisions. Um, at the game that we're going to come into after this, actually, he he saved us the three points in that match with his goal line clearance as well. So yeah, yeah he's definitely he's definitely impressive. This has come in. I wonder though, is it? And you'll probably know this better than than me, you guys. But um, does it show that we have like a, a lot of other good youngsters in reserve ready to come through, or is? It... I think I think the um, the youth team was destroyed by the administration period. Um, we had to let go of a lot of young players to be able to save money. Uh, the coaching suffered from that as well, and just generally, it's been in a bit of a malaise since Romanov, really. Um, well, so it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, yes and no. I think Liam Smith is kind of like one of the last wave of of kids that we got before before administration. Yeah, like, you know, he was like Smith and Beath. Yeah, it's Smith and yeah, yeah. Um, like they were part of, they were sort of on the younger end of the same generation as like Nicholson and Walker. Yeah. Like there was like that sort of span. So I think we're going to have a fallow period for a couple of years after. Well, that, uh, like Beath and, and Walker, uh, Beath and uh, Smith go through the team. That's that's the thing. Like um, Liam Smith is older than both John Souter and Jordan McGee. <laughs> he's he's yeah. older. He's just much less experienced, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're not going to be seeing like swathes of young players coming through. We're going to be drip fed maybe one, maybe two per season until we can properly get the the the, the Rickerton Academy up and running again. Because we've had to like sign young players like. Russell McLean from Alawa and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's not it's not 
a sign that we've got like an army of youngsters so ready to come kinda, and take us by storm. But kind of coincidence that we we, we needed a, a full back and kind of had a good one. <laughs> Just as well, we don't need a left back because we do <laughs> not have one in any youth squad. Like, yeah, yeah, that's why we tried to sign that Sean Mackey guy, but he ended up going to Hibs. Can't. Um, well, the one we're playing just now isn't a left back. I mean, he's doing a decent job, but McGee's yeah. not a left back either. So yeah. Uh, to be fair, I think Liam Smith's probably a better left back than Jordan McGee is. But uh, yeah, Smith. Oh, aye, Smith's sort of two footed and can play both full back positions. But I think because he's just coming into the first team, we thought stick him at right back, playing where he's preferred. Yeah, good player though. I like him a lot. But yeah, defending is all work. He's very wiry. There was something else to to touch on from the Partick game. A piece of. Absolute fucking nonsense and ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 almost been forgotten now. I think, but some group of fucking rockets decided to pay for a plane to say <laughs> that, uh, well, to protest Robbie Nielsen. And like, I I don't think I've ever heard seventeen thousand people simultaneously go what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I've I've got a, a little bit of juicy gossip from that. Um, the guy who supposedly was part of the group that organised it, and certainly part of the hashtag Poodle Must Walk group, Dean Owens, um, activated his season ticket card for the first time this season, since the start of the season, and uh, apparently left after the plane left. So he basically came in to watch the plane and then left. The guy's not a Hearts fan, these guys aren't Hearts fans, they're arseholes, arseholes who are upset with the club, not with Robbie Nielsen, and they want to protest in any way possible that will make them seem important, big, and get them talk, uh, spoken about. They're just pricks. Quite. I don't. I don't think we could possibly summarise it any better than that. No. No. You can't. <laughs> cool. Well, moving on then. Oh no. I no. just wanted to say, if you're right that they're annoyed with the club and they're maybe annoyed with the the people running the club, then it's uh, if that's true, then that's a bizarre way to to channel that anger or to yeah. to, to criticise because they're basically criticising a manager who uh, and I'm stealing this stat from SPFL stats, but I think Nielsen not he's got the most. Amount of stat. Uh, sorry, the most amount of stats. Most amount of stats. Most amount of stats. What do you want from a manager? Is <laughs> it more points than uh, any any other newly promoted team or something like that at yeah. this stage? Yeah. Or more points than any other. Oh, okay, there's some back. I, no, I, 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 I can't believe it. that. I fucked it. <laughs> I mean, well, it's I stole a stat and I fucked it. He's the fastest ever Hearts manager to reach fifty wins. Um, like I'm trying to remember like the last sort of team that was promoted and did really well. I mean, the last one I can think of is like well, Gretna obviously, but like uh, Livingston, Livingston where, when they came third, up, like finished third. Yeah, they finished third when they came up, but they were still like thirty odd points away from the rest of the, the yeah, teams. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's it is nonsense, and as as I say, it's not. They don't care about Nielsen. They're saying, oh, he has to apologise for the derby performances. Fuck off. Fuck off. You lose games in football. You don't apologise for every single one. It fucking happens. It's not like they were disgraceful. They were bad, but they were. It wasn't like you know eye bleeding. It wasn't like you know like uh, Jamie Walker was flitting up the wing yawning. Aye, they were atrocious. The games were absolutely woeful. But it's not as if he's you know he's basically gone home and laughed about it and just gone ha ha. I'm not going to apologise for this. Like it's it's Robbie complete. Nielsen standing on the touchline lighting a cigar with a fifty pound. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's complete shite, and it's it is. It's guys who are trying to channel their own rage um, in a bizarre way, and they've basically just wasted a grand. So well done, guys. It's something that Nielsen needs to address. Um, he does have a poor. I mean, results-wise, the, the derbies. 
Oh, they've um, been, they're they've not been terrible, but the the last two obviously stand out because of the most recent. But I mean, la- last season we kind of shared. We shared results, um, a win each and a, and a draw. Two well, draws. I, think, yeah. I think to be I don't think absolutely they, they slightly fair, outperformed us in them. So being absolutely devil's advocate, though, it's been a trend from us being like quite a bit better than Hibs in the first derby of last season, all the way down. Like, yeah. it, it's been a line where like it looks like you know Stubbs has figured us out and we've not figured them out. But, but to take that in isolation and say that Nielsen is rubbish just because of these derby matches, I think's a little bit. Silly. It's I, just very short-sighted from the point... Of, like, if, if there are people who are genuinely wanting Robbie Nielsen to go in the strength of derbies, like, every team, every side ever will have, like, their own their own bogey team. It's really, really unfortunate that ours is Hibs at the moment. Yeah. But that's all it is. No one no one has said they are happy with the way Hearts have displayed themselves in, in derbies. Because they haven't been good. Even the one we won 2-1, we didn't play that well. Mm-hmm. We basically got to the 70th minute and then Nicholson screamed one in from like 30 odd yards. Then they went down to 10 men and, and then we dominated. The odds took one, we didn't play well and we rescued yeah. it right at the end. So. No, no one's saying we've played well in derbies, but if you want a manager to leave purely for <clears> his derby record, then you are an arsehole, not a football fan, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd happily lose to Hibs four times next season if it meant we won the league. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's done, it's gone. Fuck them. Yeah. Okay, so the the next game after that was away at Dundee, um, which was quite good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the finishing was. Ah, that's that's top punditry there. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I mean, I was in Madrid, smashed it in my mind, and I was sort of looking through the um, the like Twitter updates, and it just seemed to be chance after chance after chance, and I was sort of saying it to all the guys I was with. Um, that we weren't putting them away and then it was the one chance pretty much that we had in the second half that we scored but from everyone I've heard that was there it's basically said you know that's been the best away performance this season um, mm-hmm. I mean we were used to going away from home last season and winning a lot our away form this year has been pretty atrocious to be honest so yeah it was it was yeah sounded very very positive June playing well Cowie had a great game apparently Jamie Walker scoring again Juanma leading the line for the first time in, in quite a while effectively so yeah all very positive we continued with that 4-2-3-1 formation uh, with the two wingers um, Cowie and Prince being the, the central duo and uh, again it seemed to give us that, a nice balance of uh, attacking and defence yeah um, Walker and Jim were both breaking from midfield quite effectively uh, that's what created a lot of the problems for the Dundee defence uh, and like I alluded to before it just seemed to be the finishing that let us down on that match more than anything else I think the play up until the finishing was was uh, was really good the the Walker one after 30 seconds I mean I don't think he's had a worse shot in his career <laughs> it almost went behind him it, was amazing. <laughs> it looked like he was really angry at a photographer <laughs> And yeah. Jim had a similar one in the in the in the same half as well, where he kind of similarly skewed the shot wide. So yeah, and yeah, yeah. and Kerry missed a chance. Swan missed a chance. McGee had a goal chopped off for offside. Um, we were all over them. Yeah, no, they, it was like in in terms of the goal that we actually scored was. Slightly less us creating a great chance, more Dundee being absolutely fucking rancid. Their defence just opened up. It was crazy. I don't know. I, I still don't understand. I've watched it a few times now and I don't understand how it happens. I, I think I understand how it happens. Let me well, it looks like McGowan <laughs> is, is 
filling in at centre half for some reason and then decides to step up to face who's got the ball and uh, just leaves this huge gap behind him. And you see O'Day coming to the right to mark... I don't know who. I didn't yeah. see anybody out there. Well, I, was, I think uh, Rob's about to Rob, Rob you with some, some <laughs> intense tactical analysis here. Basically, Juanma was getting man-marked um, and it was either Gad, well, whoever their second half was on the day, Conrad or Gadzalov or whoever. And they tracked him into midfield. It was Gadzalov. It was the yeah. Gadzalov with the centre half. Yeah. yeah, and um, he tracked Juanma because Juanma dropped very deep to collect the ball. McGowan was drawn in by that as well. They both fouled Juanma, uh, but he managed to squeeze a pass off to Doom, which left a gaping hole in Dundee's defence. There was no line there because Gazalov had rushed out. O'Day didn't know who he was marking because you know, basically Doom had dropped deep as well to take the ball in, which meant Walker had the freedom of the, the back line to just sort of make his run. It was a great ball from Doom as well. And yeah, that's, that's Juanma dropping deep completely flummoxed Dundee and they did not know what to do, essentially. Would it be crass of me to point out that you used the words deep, squeezed and gaping in that analysis of that goal? Absolutely not, it was all intentional. I just, mm. I love goals. Cool. Well, um, I don't think any of us were actually at that game, so no. th 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 <laughs> there's very little other insight to, to add to that. Well, I d again, like... Juanma created a chance for himself um, in the in the second half as well when he turned his man, got a shot away. Dundee seemed to come into it a lot more in the second half, which seems to be kind of endemic of our season. It happens. We score a goal, we go one up, and then we go, no, 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 no. <laughs> Stop attacking and just basically go back onto our own 18-yard line and let John Souter and Ali Mustard become fucking great at doing everything. Um, <laughs> Is that because we're not quite as potent up front as we were. I, I think it's because the, the players are so worried about getting the win rather than stretching the lead. You know, they, they see that we're winning and they kind of... I think it's a mentality thing. It happened against Hibs and it and essentially mm -hmm. cost us the tie. I think it's um, one of those things that it's... It, it, it's kind of a mentality that you do want for teams because we're not so great that we can be absolutely, you know, sure of blowing teams away every time we play. Yeah. Mm. So, so perhaps you know, like keep being saying a bit so calmer. <laughs> perhaps being a bit calmer. Perhaps you know, sort of passing things through. That that that's kind of the mentality that we want. But there are times where it's counterproductive. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it seems as if we're hanging on, clinging on to games that should be out of sight uh, more often than not. But it's still a young team in more senses than just age. You know, this is a team that Robin Nielsen's built essentially at the start of this season. He's brought new guys in in January as well. It's a young team that are gelling together. The fact they've got so many good positive results recently is is incredible. And the fact that we are where we are in the league as well. Is, it should not be overlooked. Yeah, we, we've not been blowing teams away like we did last season. But if that means that we sit back and defend and rely on our defence, which I think is a good thing, then that's absolutely fine. Blowing, eh? Mm. <laughs> but I think your, your, your point about our sort of relative lack of potency up front isn't like it is something to take a, a, a wee look at because like for all that we've we've enjoyed Walker since he came back being being really quite special further forward, we haven't really come up with the best way to get the best out of our our strikers, mm -hmm. especially as you say after after So's left. I miss So. Um, I miss him so much. Was, he was fucking brilliant. He was really very good. Yeah. Um, you know, it looked like we had something with like um, uh, So and Riley as a partner. <clears throat> Since so's gone, like Riley's had much, much less of a look in, and Dowda's flattered to deceive, but not really provided much. But that brings us on nicely to the St. Johnson game because I understand we we started in a 
in a four four two, and uh, it was it was uh, down up front with with Juan. So so let me let me in, guys. Let me know like how, how many goals did he score? Uh, it's actually a little bit worrying. You say that it's a little bit worrying. Wanma's lack of goals as well. Um, it's amazing he's got nine goals this season, and one of them has been since November. Yeah, he scored a lot at the start of the season, and yeah. he um, yeah he's, he's struggling a bit at the moment. I, well, I think with I know Wanma, he played he's well. Not, he's not an incredibly sophisticated striker, mm. so I think the other teams have kind of figured him out. But like his his strength in the um, in the Partick and Dundee games, especially, was his hold up play. I was just going to say the Dundee game. I know he played very well and he facilitated a lot of our attacking play. But uh, yeah, his lack of goals, especially when you lose someone like so. We didn't win, Nickel. We didn't. No. We didn't. What? No, no we got fucking hosed three 0 Th- I beg your pardon. <laughs> it's that seems true. inconceivable. It's true. It's true. Well, I blame Robbie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> Get me the number for that plane. Yeah. <laughs> no style, no bottle, no cares. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was fucking shite. Um, Don Kerry, we we started with a diamond. Right. Uh, Don Kerry, the tip of said diamond, uh, Boabin on the left. Uh, sorry, uh, June on the left. Uh, Walker, Walker on the right. Deep midfield. Walker on the right. And uh, Kitchen playing deep midfield. And then huh. Kerry got injured. Uh, Blabin came on. I don't even think the players know what happened after that. Um, it, it all went to shit. Um, it was one of a, a couple of changes. Nicholson's been off the boil, which is fair enough. Dowda deserves another chance. Fair enough. Um, Osterk injured. Uh, so in came Blasey as captain as well. Um, and yeah, the other change being uh, Kitchen in for Blabin. Um, but yeah, it started with a diamond didn't work from the start and basically never worked for 90 minutes it is quite honestly the worst I've seen us play under Robbie Nielsen which is why I kept mentioning Gary Locke because it was like watching a Gary Locke team no organisation no desire really in the midfield toothless up front Um, Juanma did his best he held it up he won a lot of headers um, but when you've not got the players running off you to really make a difference then it's 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 all for nothing well that's what Juanma has been doing the last couple of games now, um, I'm sure the listeners want us to get on to describing the goals and what went wrong there but like I said I wasn't at the game yesterday so you kind of fascinated <laughs> me by, by telling me we're in a diamond with Cowie playing in the number 10 which seems very odd to me considering like both Jim and Walker have played there recently and been good and Cowie's strengths really aren't incisive well, passing me, from open play from what I've seen it was a bit flatter than that I think Cowie was the one of the central players that was I mean Kitchen obviously sat in front of defence, that seems to be his game. Yeah. Cowie was the one that would break forward of those two. But without the ball, we were more, I, I thought we were more of a flat four. Um, it was just like I say, when we broke forward, Cowie was the one that kind of went. And I think that, I don't know, maybe it was just too many changes from the week before. I think when the midfield dominated the week before, he's maybe changed it a bit too much there. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the, the personnel changes are fair enough, but the shape change was a strange one, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I just think when Boabin's been playing so well, I mean... I think, I think he wasn't fully fit. He was kinda, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was kind of thrown in. It, essentially, I think he's resting players for the Celtic game. Um, Ozturk probably was just about fit enough to play, but again, they didn't want to risk him. Boabin was the same. Boabin's played a lot of football as well. He's been injured a few times this season. So just thinking aloud as well, like a, a home game at St Johnson, like on paper, that feels like a time to try and give Dowd a minutes and try and get him going. Yeah. But I'm guessing he didn't get going? Not really, no. Um, again, he did. Came off at half time. Yeah, 
He did that thing That's where... That's not a good sign. No. <laughs> he, he did that thing that where... That happened he... to Jumon against uh, Motherwell and that was more or less the end. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, <laughs> essentially, he did that thing where he, he dropped deep and he had nice touches um, with his back to goal. So he'd, he'd take it in, he'd hold it up, he'd play it into the midfield. That's not his game. His no. game is running in behind. Yeah. And we just... like I feel, I feel sorry for him. Yeah, he's flattered to this evening, he's not been great, but he's not getting the service that makes him a good striker. I kind of feel I would like hope by now that he should have that. I kind of feel like he's so different from the strikers that we've had over the last couple of years. Like the team would actually need to learn how to play with him. Yeah. And we obviously just don't have time to do that in the middle of a season for a striker that's not going to be here in two months. Basically, yeah. Um, it's it is a shame. I do feel sorry for him. Um, he's not a he's not a Riley. He's not going to run all day long. He's not a Juanma. He's not going to hold it up the whole time. He, he, he runs off the, the shoulder of the last defender and that's where you see him at his best because he's got that striker's instinct he's got that touch he can take it first time or he can he can take it past the man and then finish it we've seen that in the goals that he's scored um, but unless he gets that service he's not going to do well for us and he's not getting that service so unfortunately I don't think he's going to do well for us yeah I mean I, I, I just kind of want to bring this up because I can, I can feel like this thought occurring in the, the, the minds of the listeners like like Zayfouk only turned up for a, a lot like end of the season loan last year and, and slotted right in. Mm-hmm. But Zayfout's game is so much simpler. He's yeah. just a really big guy. Yeah. Um, hit, and hit it into uh, his tits and he'll control it, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at a lower level as well. He's yeah. playing against Precisely. weaker opposition. Yeah, and I'd say probably all round he is a better striker as well, to be honest with you, than Dowder. See, I, uh, I don't know, this might be me being a bit too forgiving of a more technical player, but I kind of feel, you know, like... Uh, Zayfout's <laughs> okay. okay computer Dowda's uh, <laughs> kid A like, you know, there's, there's more going on there but you need to you need to work at it a bit harder to get the rewards what a fucking analogy that was Jesus Christ <laughs> um, yeah I, I see what you mean and Dowda's gone ahead into nothing because the fans are pretty much against him now and you know that Hearts fans, when they're against someone that takes, they can be quite unforgiven. Yeah. Incredibly unforgiving. Um, there was guys who'd written off Kiwi after like forty-five minutes and stuff like that, and they're still only coming round to the fact that he's actually quite good. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is going to happen. But I think I, I said it on Twitter yesterday. I've been saying it to a lot of people from now until the end of the season. If you're playing two up front, play Riley and Lanma because they've got a good understanding. We saw that actually when Riley came on uh-huh. uh, in the second half against St Johnston. Um, he found Juanma a couple of times, Juanma found him a couple of times, which is four more times than Juanma and Dowda ever found each <laughs> other. Um, Riley, I wish he had a bit more confidence. Um, he was basically through on goal at one stage and you know he decided to pass to Juanma, the, the chance was gone about four seconds later. He just, I wish he'd shoot more often, but he's definitely our best bet if we're playing two up front. Cool, so... Um, so not great in general play there, like a, a bit of an experiment too far, we're, we're kind of feeling there. I, th- I think, yeah, there, there's there's a, an element of the experiment. Um, but for me, the most worrying thing is the players just didn't look interested. And that's the, fir- that's the first time under Nielsen, mm-hmm. really, that I've seen the players look completely disinterested. Yeah, after we won the league last year, there was a wee bit of that creeping in. Um, but it was just so bizarre. The only players who actually looked like they gave a fuck were Kitchen and uh, Juanma. OK, well, let's focus on the positives there. Perry Kitchen, how did he play? What What is he? <laughs> he's a he's a screening central def- central midfielder. Sorry, he looks like he's uh, defensive, uh, no flair. But he, he described himself as that before. Um, so I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy the guy that drives our attack on. But maybe like a 
a Brelli 2.0. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. A Kainer Morovia. Aye. Aye, he's, he's just basically... But he won't get thrust up front of him. <laughs> no. Yeah. He basically just ran on patrol the entire time. Anytime they came forward, he was basically just going like side to side in the midfield, making sure nothing went past. And he had a couple of missed, uh, missed touches. Um, he, he put a couple straight out for a throw. Um, from you know stupid situations, but that's going to happen when you don't have much. Yeah, match well, yeah, this is this is the start of the season. Right? Yeah, effectively. I would exactly. say in the team's defence as well. Uh, I mean, it was obviously a terrible performance, but I think the manner of the first two goals that we conceded, they weren't from open play, and I think if you defend your set pieces better then you go in nil-nil at half-time after a poor performance and then you can make a couple of changes and then you can maybe salvage a win at the end of it. I, I don't think we can expect this Hearts team to be firing on all cylinders every week, every match. And I think uh, I just think that we let ourselves down with our set-piece defending on, on Saturday more than mm. anything else. Like I say, we, we could have maybe saved the victory if it wasn't for... Uh, the poor marking uh, those two corners yeah basically everything from open play that St Johnston created uh, Kitchen cut out a lot of it um, he, he was I thought he was impressive not set the header or like good but mm. he was he was good he was fine um, but yeah yeah, not the, the, the set pieces in Kitchen actually if you, you look at the highlights Kitchen looks a wee bit lost with the set pieces because he's marking the front post and both times the ball just sort of flies over his head um, <laughs> But yeah, it was we we fucked ourselves in the first ten minutes by the inability to even move during a corner. Everyone was static. It was yeah, well, awful. Well, the the first the first goal and there's there's a couple of players racing across to attack a ball that goes over their heads and leaves Suter kind of marooned between a couple of players. He he, I mean he should do something, but he looks like. Rabbit in the headlights, like he's on his heels. To Mark, yeah, yeah. I think for the two of them, he's on his heels and he doesn't follow his man. He doesn't expect to. I mean, it's not quite the second ball because nobody else touches it, but it's kind of like the second phase because the first balls we miss. The annoying thing is that the both of them, the ball bounces before Davidson puts it in. I think that's yeah. the most annoying thing, mm. and there's nobody, nobody. Uh, there's nobody blocking Davidson or there's nobody challenging him for those balls. I think that's the annoying thing about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lack of awareness as much as it's a lack of organisation. Yeah. Um, uh, can we? Is it fair to put that all down to Oshtert not being there, that we, we just didn't have that sort of communicator? I, I think so, to be honest with you. He's, he's so good. You, you watch him. People have sort of picked up on it and said, oh, Oshtert's not the sort of guy that will G you up and stuff like that. See, if you watch during set pieces or during the game, he's not a guy who's going to scream and shout. He'll go over and he'll organise by basically placing his hands on you mm -hmm. and moving you to where you should be, and then he stands where he should be. It's my favourite type of manager. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, he's, yeah, he's, he's great at that, and it's, I think yesterday showed just how important he is for this team, and it showed just why he is our captain as well. He's um, also very mature for his age. I have to keep yeah, reminding yeah. myself about how young he is. And, yeah. He's 23, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just turned 23 not yes. so long ago. It's and disgraceful. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, we missed him a lot. Um, Augustine came in, he's not played in, he's not started in a few weeks. Um, and you could see that he didn't have a great game. Um, and it's the first time he's really played alongside Suter and stuff like that. So you can see you can see why there was breakdowns in communication, but that, if it was known at the start of the week that uh, Osterk wouldn't be playing, 
that should have been worked on in training and it just wasn't. I mean, Suter has been amazing, we said it earlier on, but both of those first two goals, it's the guy he's marking that scored them both. Yeah. And they're exactly the same goal. <laughs> More or less. Exactly the same. So it is, it's a wee bit worrying, but I think this game can be... We've been so good. Well, not so good. We've, we've had such good results this season. This can go down as a blip rather than a worry, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like... Even, for all that people have had complaints about the recent performances, we've never looked like shipping three goals. No, <laughs> no. Uh, I think it's important to remember that this just happens sometimes when Hearts are in the SPL. We're, we're not as dominant in this league as we are in the Championship. It feels strange that you have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I come know. Come on, like this, this does happen sometimes. They are only the second team to come to Tynecastle and win in the league this season. So, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive in and of itself. We have conceded six goals at home to St. Johnson this season. Yeah, it's a bit bizarre, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's strange. And I like, when was the last time we didn't score a goal at home? Celtic? No, I mean, we scored in the last, with the two meetings versus Celtic this season, we scored. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was we lost 2-1 and yeah. We, uh, we drew 2-2. Two, two. It's, um, it's a strange feeling walking away from Tynecastle having not celebrated a goal, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen very often. Even when we got completely smashed by Aberdeen you got Rossi scored in the second half and we we gave St Johnson something to defend in the second half as well uh, through our poor marking set pieces they had another good chance in the second half from a set piece as well again we let ourselves down there uh, but their chances from open play were few and far between until they scored that third one and at that point we're committing men forward and we're trying desperately to get back into the game so I think from open play defensively we still maintained that shape and that, that doggedness that we have uh, it was definitely set pieces where we've let ourselves down yeah yeah, I think that's a good point we can try and analyse that third goal but really the game's done by that yeah, and there's it's, no difference between 2-0 and 3-0 in that match really I mean it's a it, I think it's 3-0 is one more but it's exactly <laughs> one more yeah it's, it's a half fit principle I've been playing at centre half gives the ball I know away. you're a stats guy but I, <laughs> I just felt the need to throw those numbers at you um, uh, but so um, we, we feel this was the ghost of Lockie over this then yeah Gary Walker's in the stands watching and I you can just guarantee that stroking his crystal ball exactly yeah, just, putting pens in his uh, <laughs> in his wee doll with flowing blonde hair <laughs> uh, yeah it's definitely his fault 100% like, let's, let's not let's not beat around the fucking bush here it was it was all Gary Locke's fault yeah he should be banned from the stadium <laughs> he absolutely should for everything he's done to Hearts <laughs> people talk about what he's done for Hearts look at what he's done to Hearts <laughs> this is the real crime yeah it absolutely is um, yeah bad day at the office Compounded yeah. by the fact Gary Walker was there. Let's not get a plane, let's just get a drone to hang over his head constantly. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Gary, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Danny yeah. Swanson finally had a good performance at Tinkastle. <laughs> that was good for him. <laughs> he, he looked, so did Liam Craig. <laughs> yeah, Liam Craig actually did have a good game. Danny Swanson did what he did for Harps and sort of flitted in and out of the game and got injured. <laughs> and that was it. Um, he didn't get booed or anything like that, which I, I was surprised at. But I think that annoys me thing. when that happens. That happened to, um, when it's totally uncalled for, it happened to John Souter up at Tanadice recently Aye. when he came on as a sub and they booed him. I thought, what the, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is all. It's, well, I think they had like something that he was offered a deal but he'd rather go to Hearts or something felt he'd sort of rather afraid. not play in the championship next season <laughs> what an idiot <laughs> <laughs> what a tit yeah I think I think the, their whole thing was like what we were like with Scott Severin in, in, in <laughs> yeah, the sense yeah, that like yeah. we you know, expect him go, to go down south and they sense we're fucking Aberdeen it's like what are you doing mate 
Uh, Nearly went down south. Yeah, well, yeah. great career decisions from Scott Severin. Yep. Just, whew, what, what a guy. guy. Yep. What, what a guy. Yep. Uh, okay, anything else to bring up from these, these three games? Anything? Oh, the one thing I noticed, um, the uh, Foundation of Heart Strip looks great from a distance, less so close up, so uh, let's keep it on the players, guys. I, I, I said that earlier on in the season when I was at Fur Park. It does, it looks good on the players as they're playing, but uh, yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe frame it instead of wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> keep it on your furthest away wall. Yes. <laughs> keep it on the neighbour's wall and just look at it through the window. Yeah. Uh, it's weird that they used it against a strip that was, I don't know, couldn't have been much closer to it as well. Aye. Yeah, For yeah. all the teams that they could have used it against, they used it against Thistle's away strip. And well, possibly there could have been a bit more communication there and sort of told yeah. Thistle that you can wear your home strip for this one. Aye. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Yep. Well, okay, well, great. I'm glad that that important analysis could help with. Great. Okay, so. Yes. After all of that, yep. after all of the ups and the downs and the, the ins and the outs of uh, three match days, yes. we need to pick a guy who, who, was, who was the best, who epitomised everything that is good and pure about Heart of Midlothian mm. and praise him in song. Yes. Do you have a suggestion for who this man should be? Absolutely, can only be one man. Truly overlooked by that wank Gordon Strachan for his Scotland squads. Oh goodness! Yeah, I'm I'm going there. I'm saying it. Strong words. Part of my theme. Is it? Oh, oh right. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Jamie Walker. Part of your theme. That would suggest that we've written these songs before we've announced and decided <laughs> who it is. I've just got a whole songbook of <laughs> <laughs> uh, for for every Hearts player. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Don't right. spoil the illusion. I've got two for this this guy. Cool. Both in the same theme. He's worth it. He's worth it. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, let's. Well, you, you're you're champing at the bit. Let's. Uh, <coughs> I'm not. Let's uh, <laughs> give it to us. Which one are you going to go for, bro? I know. What's yeah. the thing? Um, the rap or the Nancy Sinatra number? The rap. It's got to be the rap. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you even ask? <laughs> Nancy Sinatra rapping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. King Strachan, bitch, what's wrong with Jimmy Walker? Now he's in the team, got the Hearts fan talking. King Strachan, everybody want to cut the legs off him. Hearts, now making no losses. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the whitest rapper. I was going to say, and when will you begin this rap? <laughs> Hearts, now making no losses. <laughs> to be fair, I, uh, I wrote that in the time that Robert walked back into the room. <laughs> I had we... a, do you want to hear the other one I had? Yes. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Redeem yourself. You can't get... Are you going to edit out the first one? No. <laughs> you can't get into the Scotland squad. Even though they picked two whole fucking squads. We don't know if you'll stay around. Your talents mean one day we'll trade you for pounds. <laughs> Your name is Jamie Walker and you link well with Jim. <laughs> one of these days a club is gonna walk away with you. That was much better. Yeah. <laughs> Never, ever, ever rap again. <laughs> You asked me to. <laughs> you presented the option. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, don't don't try and deflect this. The, the rap was terrible. The Nancy Sinatra was good. Thanks. Stay in your lane. 
Uh, Robert, do you want to do you want to jump in now or shall I? Yeah, fuck it. I'll I'll go. Okay. Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Buddy, here's a boy. Make a big noise. Playing really great. He could play for Milan one day. You got egg on your face. You big disgrace. Flying your banner off the back of our plane. Saying, Jamie Walker is good. Is good. Jamie Walker is good. There you go. <laughs> That's very nice. That took me no time to come up with. <laughs> cool. Alright, well I've got to follow that. Okay. <clears throat> Here comes a Jamie doing tricks and flicks, turning that fool back into jelly. Here comes a Jamie saying, I've got tackers, pulling off a nutmeg, passing to Riley. He got the passing, he got the movement. Oh yeah, the boy can play. Taps in land. Fucking rakers making those defenders cry all day. I'll sing a song about the goals he's scoring. I'll sing it loud for the rest of my life. Cause Jamie Walk. Yeah, Jamie Walker's nice. <laughs> Jamie Walker's nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how are we feeling about that? That was actually quite strong, I felt, from 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 all corners. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm going to say you on this really? case of Nickel. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, I quite liked your rhyming with Jim. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I saw the glee in your face with that one. <laughs> uh, your casting vote, is it me or is it you? <laughs> well, I'm not going to vote for myself, so well done, Nickel. Yeah. Yes! Well done, Deserved. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay. I think I let myself down with my uh, first effort. <laughs> I'd almost completely forgotten about that, but yes. Um, <laughs> so great. You possibly <laughs> definitely can't edit out now because I keep referencing yeah. that. Great. Well, you won't be back. <laughs> but uh, if people do enjoy your work uh, and they've tolerated Rob's, uh, then uh, there's a place where we can get you both together, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. The Terrace Podcast. Yeah. Where we expand across the rest of Scottish football. We mm. absolutely do. Do you not have a, a YouTube presence as well? We do, yes. Yeah. But that's for children. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, official SPFL YouTube if you want to see it. Like, yeah. SPFL Extra. If you want to see what we look like. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to see just how white Craig is. <laughs> and the answer is almost translucent. <laughs> Uh, great, if they want to get you on Twitter. Uh, CraigCairns001. Uh, at RF Borthwick for myself. At Nicole Hay. Good. Uh, the, the, we have no cares, is that we have no cares? That's right. Uh, you can email us, we have no cares at gmail.com. And where can they find this episode and all of the other ones? Uh, on, the, on the internet, just Google it for fuck's sake. Don't yeah. let me do your job for you. We've been doing this for like 18 months now, you should know. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool, thanks for joining us. We understand we haven't been particularly regular recently. Apologies for that. It's just work schedules and boring things. Yeah, and holidays. And holidays, yeah. which is less boring and will gain as much less sympathy, so I wasn't really going to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, but I want people to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great stuff. Well, um, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you to Hearts for just being such a wonderful organisation. Learn how to defend corners better, though. Yeah. No yeah. thanks to Gary Locke. Yeah. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. I'm gonna knock you out. Mama said knock you out. Oh. 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 Oh.